Hey, hey, welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast. Blah, 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 blah. My name is Jason. Hey, I'm KJ, and in this week's episode, we welcome back to the third chair, Anita from Alaska. We touch on all the typical tangent topics like insurance, bad internet, customer service, marketing, public proposals at sporting events, and Minnesota Gophers and other rodent invasions. And that's just the weekend review, folks. After that, we'll talk some more and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to say the first thing that comes to my mind, which is peanuts. Do you like peanuts? I like peanuts. I mean, can't say that I love them, but they're cool. Well, they're not really cool, but they're okay to eat. Put some in your mouth. And we'll wrap it all up with feedback. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what's up this week? Oh, what what's up this week? Well, it's good as up. Anita, Anita from Alaska has joined us again in the third chair. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Anita. Good morning, everybody. How <laughs> um, was it up there at what? Super early in the morning, whatever time it is. About five. It's gorgeous. It's going to be a nice sunny day, and I'm at the cabin by the river, so life is good. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Good is definitely up. Up in Alaska. Yep. Yes, I had a little internet issue this morning, but uh, how's your internet in the wilds of Alaska? It's fantastic. Better than yours in Minnesota, yeah. in the rural, oh. wherever you live. Oh, don't let's not get started on that. But I just uh, I don't get it. And then my mom, who has a I just said, no, let's not get started on it. But anyway, I'm going to get started on it. Apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what we do. My this mom shares podcast. my mom shares a um, she has a tablet on my account. And, she, you know, because um, in Iowa, where she lives, there's also not any Internet. So her only source of Internet is a tablet. But I guess it went down this week. So she called to have, and Verizon said they're going to send her a new SIM card. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe that's supposed to help with connectivity or something. Um, well, that's going to reset the tab. It's that's like the brains of the thing. Okay. Well, so that's that, like that's that's like what it uses to connect to Wi, like the internet, basically. Okay. So they said 3G. they're going to send her a new SIM card, but because she's on my account, they they I get this notification on my phone that says your order is complete. And your item will be shipping. And I'm like, what? Somebody scanned me. I didn't order anything, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So I find out from my mom what happened. And so then she said she was on with tech support for two hours on the phone trying to figure this out. And I said, well, it looks like Did it's shipping. Did you ship- reboot your device? <laughs> right. Did you turn it off and turn it on? Yeah. Let me go down this scripted list of stuff that they've given me to read to you as a customer because I have no troubleshooting skills and they pay me less than minimum wage probably because I'm in, you know, India. Well, and, oh, she, oh, I thought you meant the, the consumer had no trouble, uh, troubleshooting skills, oh, no, which is a, true no, on my mom's, no, my mom and technology. That is true. The first level of tech support. I think we've talked about this before. Oh, where yeah. It's that first level is they are the gatekeeper. They are the, and I don't mean that in a good way. They are the, the person <laughs> who the first line that just 
reads down the script and you know because yeah. honestly probably 30 percent of this stuff can be fixed by did you turn it off and turn it on right right but i'm pretty sure she did that we talked about this person last week with uh a health clinic anyway the the troubleshooter thank you for entrusting us with your care two weeks ago yeah yeah, two weeks ago. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, they, oh yeah, I remember now. They sent it to. They're going to send it to me, but that doesn't help her in Iowa. So I said, well, well I mean, let me deal it with it. Let me deal with it because I don't think I'll be on the phone for two hours. So I got onto a chat online, an online chat. Oh yeah, we got it all taken care of. It's coming to Iowa, and guess where it came to yesterday? <laughs> Your house. Yes. Yep. You took care of it. <laughs> I have a chat emailed to me from Verizon that states that I took care of it. I mean, I just don't understand it. But anyway, uh, that has nothing to do with my internet. My internet was working until maybe I'll take the SIM card. Yeah, they it sent it like to me anyway. Sounds like they were being proactive. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, what else is going on? The SIM card, you have it like in your phone. Like it has to have this, it stands for something I can't remember, but it's the card that uh, identifies your phone as what device it is so that's how you get phone calls and if you change the sim card out it's going to change your number it's going to change all that stuff usually unless they program the sim the new sim card to be you know the same as the old sim card same information yeah i don't think that's going to go well no i can see this going real bad well it's you're gonna you're gonna be making a trip to iowa and then getting on the phone with. well that's true i am making a trip to iowa anyway so it's easy (laughs) i can just deliver it to her but there you go so, um, see the people at customer support knew what they were doing it, after all. Absolutely. They, they listen to this to podcast. To they know how often I go to Iowa. They're like, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Why did they, they spend two hours? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, what else happened? Let's see. I, um, uh, one of the boundary water babes got married Our and the podcast, our podcast, uh, special food correspondent got married. I went to her mm. wedding last week. Rachel. Con- congrats, Rachel. Yep. And yes, Chad. Congratulations. Rachel. Um, Rachel got yeah. married. Congratulations. I will tell Rachel, congratulations. She ain't listening to this. She's married now. <laughs> That's true. She's, aren't they off on their honeymoon? She um no, they're not yet, but they they're part of their this is a new thing in weddings, I guess. Well, since I got I married. I was about to ask. Which is Go five ahead. years ago I was married tomorrow. No, no today. So anyway, <laughs> today, don't tell the Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer's not going to listen to this one. How much are you going to pay me to cut that out? <laughs> to uh, edit so that one. Apparently, there's something called a honey fund. And instead okay. of buying gifts, I cannot abide by the, you, the, put, nah. you donate money to their honeymoon fund. And that's. Oh, yeah. I, I'm yeah. behind this idea, just the calling it that. The honey fund? Yeah. Because there yeah. could be lots that of connotations to right. the honey fund. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about this. So, anyway, Jason, they're. Do you have a honey fund? <laughs> no, I didn't either. Oh, I, I got a honey fund. Alaska the day after I got married. I guess that was my honey. Yeah, there I'm, you go. Yeah. It's still going. You're still yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah, by the cabin out in the wilderness. Right. You know, living the best life of all of us. Yeah, with great internet. So uh, my question is: Is this a new thing? What I was referring to is going on a honeymoon, like after, like long after you're married. Because when I got married, which was like 24 years ago, 23 years ago, it's you get married and that next day you go on the honeymoon for like, you know, wherever long you're going. And then you come back to, you know, crazy life. But is it more common now for people to go on like a quote unquote honeymoon 
months or weeks after they're married? I don't know if it's more common, but I think in in this situation, Chad had gotten a recent job and has no vacation time. Oh, that's unfortunate. That's good. He's got a job, though. Yeah. Yeah. So he tr- he switched jobs and start from the bottom. And now he's here. Yes. And now he's here. Okay. All right. I know a lot of people that don't go right away anymore. Yeah, I think it's very much a more common. I see it like on Twitter, like on social media and stuff. It's like, hey, we're getting married. And then like six months later, hey, we just got back from a honeymoon. And I'm going, I know you didn't yeah. go on the honeymoon for six months. Yeah, so. they have to fit it in, into their schedule when it's convenient for them. Yeah, you should. Uh, honestly, you should just take a vacation whenever you want. And yes. this honeymoon stuff is, you know, just all nonsensical labeling, you know, by the marketing establishment. Well, we went the day after our wedding. Uh, we did too. Um, oh, I did want to mention this, but not because of, um, I went to a twins game this week mm-hmm. and I don't want to talk about the twins. Uh, I don't want to talk about how they're flowing, Good. I don't blowing either. What's all the next their thing? chances, three of us. but we yes. did have a, um, <laughs> we did have a public proposal and I tweeted oh, yes. about I saw this that on Twitter. Yes. Yes. And the, the woman did not look surprised at all. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this on previous podcasts that they absolutely know. And I think Lee Gordon tweeted yes. us and said they absolutely yep. know. And I was skeptical about that. And so I tweeted this last night, or I tweeted this whenever it was. I don't remember. A couple of days. I don't remember. This I'm, week. I'm, it's, I got, I don't You know. tweeted it. I've, you don't get specific. Just say you tweeted it. I tweeted it. So <laughs> I tweet. so I tweeted this out and he responded. He said, um, not all venues do this, but at Target Field, they make sure that she knows the question is coming and she's going to say yes before they will do it. Yes. I, so this, he, he is, no, right. there's no surprise. I can't believe it. And by the way, this woman. What do you mean you can't believe it? I just don't understand. If you know about it, why do you want that? <laughs> why do you stop it immediately? Oh, exactly. What? So, but this woman was a great, a fantastic, Olivia was her name, I believe, on the screen. It said, Olivia, will you marry me? So I hope that was her name. Um, She was a great actress. She was doing, uh, apparently, fake crying, shoulders heaving. (laughs) Look, look, anybody who knows this going in, knows they're going to be proposed to, is told, this is going to happen. Do you want to do this? Are you going to say yes? And they say yes. Their entire life is an act. They're they are acting through everything. You can't believe or trust anything. They are this is this is this is my corollary of never marry an actress. Never marry somebody who's not just a, not a professional actress, but never marry anybody who's this good and wants this much attention on themselves for this kind of stuff. Cause it's oh, it's gonna it's gonna be a rough life. I mean, hey, you know, enjoy it, have a good great time. You know, all things I should say it this way. It would be a rough life for me if I had to be married to that person. <laughs> Anita, it's just my preference. Anita, didn't you tell me once that your husband proposed on the scoreboard? No. What? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> no. Are you crazy? Yes. Yes, I am. It was it was a joke because Jason okay. was going on and on about how he would not want to be married to someone like that. I no, do, that would be. I do have a good story about something similar to that. Yes. It happened, to me this, it happened to me this week, too. I was up on the slope, which I guess I should explain that. Prudhoe Bay. <laughs> Everybody mm-hmm. in Alaska calls it the slope. So I was up there working, 
and we had a meeting and uh, one of the fellows had gotten married the last hitch when he was off and he, <laughs> he had a video they were at Safeco Field. They got married the next day. They rented a suite. They had all their family and friends show up at the big suite at the Mariners game. And they got on camera and they were all kissy and she was showing her ring off. And they were all excited because they were on the Mariners post game show. They weren't actually on during the ball game, but they were on the post game. <laughs> and the whole time he's showing this and he's all proud. I'm just like pinching my leg so I don't start laughing because all I think about is you guys. <laughs> ah, yes. 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 That's look, there are there there are different things in the world for different people. And mm-hmm. people should do what they like and love. I'm just speaking when I say things on here that are seem like this is my rule, because it's my principle and it's for me. And I know the people that I want to spend quality time with on a regular basis. Uh are not those types of people who would want that kind of attention like that. Yeah, it's just absolutely. not going to be my personal. Cl- it's not for me. So no, it's not for me. It's absolutely people should do it to each their own. So re- that said, that's insane, and nobody should do that. <laughs> yeah. and she did look happy. Yes, absolutely. You should yes. make fun of me for stuff that you that you were different oh, we about. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what that's what friends are for. That's what acquaintances are for. Making fun and teasing smiling. in a in a in a good way. Yeah, yeah. So when I say those idiots, I mean I I say that in a you know in a loving way. Okay, as much as you can. Yeah. So but I wow. mean, yeah. yeah, it was it was. She looked absolutely surprised. She was a great actress. Well, yeah. Good luck to that guy for the rest of his life. Well, she already had a baby on her lap. Oh, I don't know if it was hers, but, you know, the ba- he looked to be about maybe one, two. That's certainly possible. I think it's way more common now for, I mean, and it, do whatever you want uh, for people to, you know, have kids together and then get married. That's fine. Oh, you know, sure. So. But I'm just that's saying the way they, you're do it, do it. It seems like they, he's, he's probably knows a lot about her already is what I'm saying. The baby at one, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, you mean the guy? Yes. Even the baby was like, don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the baby looked more surprised than the mom. <laughs> yeah. The baby's like, oh, no. These are my parents. Right. My parents are choosing to get married, get, you know, engaged via a scoreboard at a baseball game. I guess if you really love baseball. See, another part of this is yes, I don't I like love baseball. baseball. I love baseball. I don't want mm-hmm. that. I am going to go as far as say that nobody wants that unless they are the a type of actress want to be reality. T- unless you want to be like Kim Kardashian, you don't want this. Unless you want that reality show fame of I'm famous for no reason with no dis- discernible talent or skill whatsoever. I'm just famous for the sake of being famous because that <laughs> I I want to do things and be you know known. For doing good things that help people and, you know, being talented at certain things. I would never want to be famous for nothing. <laughs> That's the opposite. I, I mean, the fame is like a, you know, uh, just a, you know, it's barely on the line of neutral kind of, yeah, this is good and bad, you know, side effect of the stuff that gets you famous. If you're leaving out the stuff, the good part of it, what are you doing? I don't That's know. That's how but... you get in the situation this country's in. That's <laughs> yeah. how, you know, how we go. I don't know if I'd go that far because I do know someone, I won't mention names, who said she wouldn't she wouldn't mind if someone proposed to her that way. And she is not that type of person that wants attention. Maybe deep down inside she is. Yeah, maybe may, I don't think so. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm just what? saying that I just I just don't want I mean 
people who knows what makes people tick. It may not be because they want attention. It may be because they really do love baseball. I don't know. Just because I love baseball and don't want that doesn't mean someone else doesn't love baseball and wants that. Then or, propose at the at the stadium without putting it on the big screen and paying them money. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's the other thing. I would pay them money not to t- <laughs> put the proposal on the big screen. Because that's the attention seeking. Well, part. I do it's think not the, that it's not the proposal at the baseball stadium. That's no, sure. I, right. If you love, yeah. if both of you love baseball, or that's how you met, or that's some that's a special place for you, absolutely do that. Just don't put it on the big screen, and don't. I mean, just don't, don't. Why are you amplifying? Why does everybody feel like their life? Or why did? Why does a certain segment of the population feel like their <laughs> life and their opinions and all this stuff has to be amplified? I mean, it'd be like going out and having a podcast where you just talk about whatever you want and give you know <laughs> thoughts about crazy stuff. Exactly. Oh, but I, you know, you know, both you and I do this podcast because we want, you know, because we enjoy doing it. And we want to entertain people. And it's a way to connect with the community of, you know, our friends online and stuff that we don't see every day on a regular basis. But it's not it's not for, hey, look at me. No, I just do it because I want to talk about the twins. <laughs> I thought we weren't talking about them. And we're not. Yeah. <laughs> I was kidding. We're not going to talk about baseball or the Twins and proceed to talk about baseball or the Twins for 10 minutes. That's what we yeah, just did. Yeah, but I did not mention how poorly they're playing until now. Okay. Well, that was a given. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to get into it. I'm, I'm very mad. But anyway, I also, we also had, a, uh, I don't, we don't have to get into this, but I did want to say, give you an update on another rodent present in my, actually, a rodent and a snake skin was found on my property. Ooh. Okay. Well, I mean, that's one problem taking care of another problem. So now you're still back down to one problem. Yeah. So maybe the snake will take care of the new groundhog that's taking up residence in my and trying to steal stuff off my porch. If there'll be a big snake. Yeah. Yeah. It I don't better know if the be. snake's going to take care of a groundhog, but it's going to take so. care of a, of, it might take care of like a vole or a mole though. Well, I hope it does. And I'm now I'm going to try to find the snake skin. Well, I know where the snake skin is, but try and figure out what kind of snake it is via, via its snake skin. Yeah, that'd be important. Yeah, I think it's a garter. You don't have really? snakes in Alaska? Nope. It's too cold? Yeah, probably. They can't overwinter yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. But we have That's bears. That's another good reason to move to Alaska. Except we have bears. I think I'd rather take the snake. Yeah, bears <laughs> yeah. and moose. And moose, yep. And car- I saw some caribou when I was on the slope last week and some muskox. Nice. Wow. See, the slope. I like that. I feel That's like a really I'm a, cool place I feel like there. I'm a local when you say the slope. <laughs> I I have actually been local there, which is not, a, know lot of, not a place that yeah. a lot of people have ever been. Jason, I've never I been there. That the first night we met, we were like, yes. what? It was the it was one of these things of Oh, it sounds are you like kidding me? Yeah, it sounds like QE before yeah. I even knew about QE. Well, it was uh <laughs> coincidence. More f- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could say. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. cool though. Uh, that's one of those moments where you always hear people say, "Oh, it's a small world." That would be one of them. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anything else going on this week? Um I went to the doctor's office. I went to the eye doctor last week. Okay. Just, you know, just a whatever. Um, they said, ah, you're fine. You know, we know your vision's blurry still, but, you know, you, you can see 2020 from, you know, all of it. So it's just, 
get used to it. Sorry, I can't help you. Uh, and so, I mean, it is what it is. But the thing that I wanted to mention is that I went in there and I've been to like a couple of doctors in the last six months. And they all give you this paperwork for the first time. And they all give you this paperwork to fill out, you know, all four or five sheets of paper that you have to put all your information on. Mm -hmm. They ask for stuff like this one wanted social security numbers. Oh, no. And my question is, who is writing this stuff on there? Who is actually filling all this out? Because I wrote my name at the top and put the date and signed it at the bottom. And I took it back up there and said, so if you need more than this, let me know. And the lady at the reception said, nope, this, this works for me. This is fine. Oh, so, so they don't even who, care. No, who is filling all this? Who is putting their social security number in 20,000 in 2019 on a doctor's office form that anybody could just look at? Who? Uh, yeah, that that reminds me of. Um, uh, why are they asking for all this stuff? I don't know. So a qu quick story. My stepsister. Uh, and my mom went to the Iowa Medical Cannabis Dispensary for my stepdad, who's in hospice yep. and and he's, you know, having great relief with medical cannabis, but he can't cool. go. So my mom is the primary care provider. Who then? So she's the one that can legally buy the stuff. It's basically prescribed to her. Yes, and there yep. are only mm -hmm. two dispensaries in all of Iowa, and so that they they have to go about an hour and a half, and um, it's cash only. Yes. And so, but they did not know that. Nobody told them. So they were in, in Waterloo, kind of not in a great area of town. And they didn't, neither one of them had a bank card. So they couldn't get even do ATM. So finally, what happened was my stepsister, who's from Oakland, California, she said, Oh, my bank's open still because it was like 5 p.m. in Iowa, but in Oakland, it was three. So I'm going to have them wire me money. And the bank form, or the dispensary wanted her social. And she's like, she said, I made one up. Yes. <laughs> and I was so proud Absolutely. of her because when the subway dude was talking to me, I couldn't make up a story <laughs> about yeah, anything. I'm just like, there is, uh, there is no way I'm writing. I, I mean, the stuff that they ask for, I'm like, I'm not even writing my medical history on there. If you see, when I go to the doctor, do you see like, because if they need access to it, they can call, you know, and get access to it from wherever hospital system or whatever. We talked about this a couple weeks ago that controls all these records anyway, because it's all connected in some way, one another. Have you seen Parks and Rec? I know I've been talking about that because I've rewatched it recently, but I have not seen enough of Parks and Rec. No. Okay. There's multiple times on there where Ron Swanson, who is me, yes. goes, goes <laughs> to like doctors and stuff and like. There's one where he goes and they're asking for all this information and he gives them like everything but like his first name is redacted. And that's the way I am when I go to these places. I'm not yeah. giving them anything. It's all. Yeah. And if I have to write it on there, I'm making it up because no. What yeah. Well, and the frustrating thing is they don't read it anyway. Because when no, you go obviously back they don't to need the, it when she said, no, it doesn't yeah, matter. Right. Exactly. But even if you gave your so let's say you gave your medical history, mm -hmm. you were a good boy and you answered their questions. When you go back to the doctor's office, they just ask you the same questions. They don't even look at the form. They repeat Absolutely. the same questions. Absolutely. So yeah. I, I, I'm just, I, I'm, this is my plea to everyone who hears this ever. <laughs> Do not give any more information than is absolutely required. This goes for doctor's offices. This goes for forms online like that pop up and they're like, hey, if you want to get access to our free app that you want to download that you need for some one-off nonsense thing that you've got to do that somebody asked you to, blah, blah, blah. 
give us all this information first. Yeah, it goes for usually, congressional hearings. <laughs> yeah, usually you can just hit X and close the thing out and not fill it out information, and it still works. Yeah. So unless it is absolutely required and it blocks you multiple times for getting access to something, don't give anybody any information. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm on that. I, I'm very cautious when it comes to that stuff, too. Probably too cautious. Yeah, I don't think you can be too cautious for this kind of stuff. I mean, Jason's wife comes to me and says, hey, I need your social security information. I'm like, what's it for? What are you going to use it for? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm, I always get uncomfortable when I have to give my social. I don't like doing that. No. Well, I mean, I don't like any of it, but certainly don't give out information, any of it. I mean, your last name, your first name, yeah. your phone number, none of it. But I will say that you... you you, there, the problem with the healthcare records that you said you said earlier that you, they can find it uh, from one system to another, but no, they can't. That's part of the di- issue. They can't. They can. Uh, it takes a number of sometimes weeks to get that because we don't have computerized medicine where everything's connected. Well, once they put that chip in your head, it'll all be there. Exactly. <laughs> See that I would do. Yeah. I trust the computers more than the robots and the, you know, future AI, you know, overlords more than I do actual human beings. Because yeah. the, the robots are at least logical. Well, and the people in, in the, and the robot in charge is probably the robot that should be in charge. Yeah, probably. And you they can't say that probably have people. elected the right <laughs> robot. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's all logical. It's all math. And it's math is never wrong. Ones and zeros. Zeros and ones, but yeah. Yeah, I have a real thought. Yes, can you believe it? I have a real thought. Ha uh-huh. ha. It's been a while. Yes, it has been I'm, a while. I mean, for this segment, not for you having a real thought. <laughs> well, they're pretty uh, one and the same. Um, so I had this thought. I have it frequently, uh, almost every time I see something like this. But it's fresh in my mind because of the twins game I was talking about that I went to this week. That we're not going to talk again. About, we're not going to talk about the twins. But so this year, Target Field has made some renovations and are are some upgrades, I guess you, they they call it. <clears throat> and one of the upgrades. <laughs> Apparently, to them, you don't think it's upgrades. <laughs> well, I don't. It is. It looks very nice. I'll say that. And it. So basically, what they've done is they've cleared out. They have this um, courtyard area out in left field, or behind left field, where people can. It's a wide open. And it's really. It's, it's a. I like courtyards in ball in ballparks. Uh, Camden Yards has one. Um, Camden Yard, I think it's not plural. Um, that a lot of these ballparks modeled after Camden Yard and uh, Progressive Field. But anyway, there's this nice courtyard, and it used to be all cement, and and now they've put like I don't know if it's real grass or astroturf out there, and they've put a bunch of yard games like cornhole. Is that what it's called? Where you throw the beanbag, mm-hmm. beanbag yep. toss. We also call it around here. And they put all these yard games out there. And but I'm I just don't understand that. So if you're at a baseball game, 
are you not there to watch baseball? Why would you go to a baseball game and then go play cornhole? Or why? I guess why pay for a ticket if you're going to go play a yard game? You can play a yard game in your own yard. Because baseball is boring and they have to add a bunch of stuff to make <laughs> it more interesting when you're there. So, well, I thought maybe it was more, is this like a parent thing? Am I speaking like someone who does not have children? Because I can see where if the children get bored, then you go play. But I would never go out there and play a yard game. I'm there to watch the ball game. No, this is not a parent thing. Could you go there next time and do a little <laughs> survey, see who, what kind of people are there? <laughs> well, the big screen... The big screen caught them, and I'll tell you that most the most people that I saw there were millennials, oh, Young, yeah. younger kids. Well, yeah. then they're probably not parents. No, so it it kind of debunks my my parent theory. Yeah, because yeah, I can I, see no. where you know people with kids like to have those extra things to do. You know, I mean, to me, if you're gonna no, no, no. okay. Mm-mm. So People why, with kids yeah. want less to do because if it's something there to do, the kid is going to want to do it, and that's freaking annoying. Yeah, Just oh, go so and do what you're doing. So you went the other doing. way. Oh, 100%. Huh. 100%. Yeah, because look, Cause kids I, want I have seen to do kids anything, down. whether it's fun or not. They want, they want, if they, they see something that they're not, they have, and we, which is good. They're inquisitive and curious, and they want to be involved and try things out, and that that's good. They should, but... As a parent taking a kid somewhere, if I take a kid to something like, <laughs> look, the baseball, the minor league team here, Jason's wife has been, you know, talking about, hey, let's go to a game. And I'm like, yeah, sure. First off, I don't like baseball. I'm glad to go and hang out with her and my two knucklehead kids there for, you know, a few hours. That's that's totally fine. I, that's the reason I will go. But every time I go there, every time I've been there in the past, which is like, you know, once a year, once every two years in the last few years. They have like some blow up castle or some, you know, like bounce yes, house thing. Yes, yes. And no, don't do that. I hate that stuff. And most parents hate that stuff because the kid is going to lose their mind and have to go do it. And yeah. you have to go do it. And most of the time it costs more money, well, like sure. at these minor league yeah. stadiums, to do that. You have to pay to get in the thing. And I'm like, no, get out of here with that stuff. If you're going to a baseball game, go to the baseball game. Exactly. And That's what I'm talking about. No, I think parents are. I think parents feel that way. I think some marketing person or some person in PR at the stadium thinks, "Oh, parents want this, so we're going to do this for their kids." And parents are going, "Get rid of all this nonsense. We just want to go to the game. And if you want to leave in the fourth inning because your kid is losing their mind, sure. But just no, no. All this so stuff. You- speaking from my personal parenting experience, no. Don't do this extra stuff." So you don't think it's possible that let's say they're up there and they're it's a really good game and they're they're up in the stands and they're watching and in the fourth inning the kid starts crying and making a scene and so they're like well let's go down and play a little cornhole and then we can come back up and watch the rest of the game like to get the kids to get the kids uh, attention somewhere no, else because the because the reason kids aren't like the kids aren't that aren't that you know weak it's the they're more resilient than that. It's the okay. what the it causes more problems, I think, because the kid has seen it or knows it's there or, you know, you walk past it into the stadium and they're like, oh, I want to go that. And they're bugging you for three innings to go do this thing. OK, so why do you think they put it in there? I already told you, because some PR person at the field thinks, 
oh, this would be a good idea. Let's add this boutique thing over here that's unique to our stadium experience. Because yeah, and also, yes. Millennial uh, marketing director. Oh, yeah, let's put some cornhole up there. Yeah. Let's build a courtyard and then fill it with instead of, you know, just interesting places to sit or whatever. Let's let's fill it with these like nonsense games, which if sure cornhole, whatever. I've played it at like, you know, bars and stuff or in pubs around here uh, where I live. And it's it's fine at a place like that because you're going there primarily if it's not a restaurant, which this place I went to recently that had cornhole is not. It was just a bar, but you're going there and then they have like an outside area with with like games like that. That's totally fine because basically you're trying to get people there. You're giving them something to do while they drink, in other words. And just Absolutely, just yeah. That, is, that's yeah, the sure. time to play cornhole is when you're drunk. Yeah, that is 100%. <laughs> I thought that was required. <laughs> I actually have a that's Minnesota Twins. Yeah, right. You must be drunk before playing. Yeah. I actually have a Minnesota Twins-themed cornhole board or whatever they're called. Yeah. It like was given to us uh, for our wedding. Yes. Yeah. So I don't need to go to the Twins Stadium. And they're not even twi- twins themed. They're just generic cornhole. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I need to nail it. Millennial marketing director who thinks let's do this. Yeah. And I will go and connect this to the other thing that annoyed me this week is the Twitter redesign. I saw somebody tweet about that. I didn't notice. What's the redesign? I didn't either. It's possible that do you only use it on your phone or do you use yes, the browser? I only okay. use it on my phone. So it looks basically the same. What you're, the things that you're seeing is when it often will say, hey, we're going to show you the latest tweets instead of in chronological order. So you'll see the most, instead of, no, I said that wrong. Instead of showing you the latest tweets, like in chronological order, they're going to show you the most popular or most, you know, liked or whatever tweets in your feed. Or Have you ever seen it? Yes. Yeah. It's trying to, it's trying to customize it to you, oh. which I. Just, look, customizing it to me is do what I freaking say and stop trying to change it, and I have to change it back every day. Okay, so I think that the I think the phone might do this because when I'm following yes. the twins games and I, you know, they they you have you can click on like moments that you might be interested in, and you click on twins versus Yankees, for instance. Yeah, it will give me it will give me the most popular or not the latest tweet, but the most, or what Anita, like what you said, what I think they think I might want to see. Well, that's how the moments thing works. I'm talking okay, about so your that's regular feed oh, timeline oh. where it will change it to the most interesting or most things that most impressions or whatever, like what some make up some word, whatever, whatever. Most likes. That stuff. Not even the most likes. It's whatever, you know, maybe it's a person who's verified, who has, you know, millions of followers. They, they tweet something that is typically going to be like towards the top of that list. We'll see when that that's fine in moments. That's the way that should be. But okay. when it invades your time, your regular timeline, your home timeline, and they change it, even though I've said multiple, like it's every day or every other day on my phone, I have to go in there and say, no, show me the latest stuff in order, in, time, in order of time. Yeah, that is it, annoying because you'd rather why, see why it. Is the phone, why is my phone Twitter feed different than my iPad Twitter feed? Because the apps are different. And it doesn't make any sense. Look, this whole Twitter thing is, <laughs> it's got all kinds of stuff behind it. The way that the people in charge of it react to stuff and the way that they handle, you know, political stuff and all this, you know, harassment online seems very suspicious in many ways. I don't even want to get into that because that's a whole other serious conversation. But this redesign of how they have done it, the apps are different. What they're trying to do is make the browser version more like the phones. And what they have done is screwed it up. 
because the browser version now is complete garbage nonsense. It's like stuff's on different, and it's not just oh you just moved your button over here. It's less usable. It's less user friendly. It's less um, intuitive to me completely. And <laughs> Wired wrote this article about the new Twitter redesign and what's behind it. It is seven years in the making. And it was like, here's the three people that designed it. And it was like three three women, you know, that probably looked like they were in their late 20s, early 30s. Designing women. Yeah. But the stupid thing was, none of these women were looking at the camera when they took the picture that they put in there. You know, one of those. Yeah. They're all really looking shot. at different places. And I'm going to make a joke here that may offend some people. But it made me think, okay, this makes more sense this redesign now because obviously these three women women are blind and that's what made that's who put this design together. <laughs> oh God! Because they on. couldn't see to realize, oh, this is stupid. The way this is laid out now. Well, I guess I, I need I, I to go look. on the browser and see what's going on. And if you if you search Twitter redesign on Twitter or on the internet, like the first three or four things that come up are why everybody hates it. Okay. It's not. This is not just me going. This is not. This is not a good design. And it looks like you remember, like in the early two thousands, when like the the look of the web and like the you know internet sites, they were like the little like um, cylindrical, like rounded pill buttons and all that stuff, and everything was bigger and looked uh -huh. weird. It it like they threw back to like nineties, early two thousands fonts. It's just it's it's complete huh. design garbage. And as I speak from someone who is a who has designed stuff before, yeah. Well, don't uh, you, I mean, in my opinion, I should say. Don't you think though that in general most people hate everything that's new? Yeah, but this is this is a new level of okay. it's just not good. And I mean, obviously, people are going to complain about the lack of an edit button, which I I understand. I I see why Twitter does it that way because they that's that's their mission of no, we're not. They're never given an edit button. Yeah, I understand. I, I would like a edit button because I've made a number of mistakes that I'm not going to retype the thing. I'm just going to leave it. But right. you can't you can't really have an edit button because then if you've got something really even if it's not important, but if there's somebody that tweeted something. Right. And then they go back and change it and millions of people have liked it. And now you've changed your whole message. I don't know. I mean, I just think that you can't right. do that. I appreciate Twitter's principle. Uh, I, I appreciate them sticking to the hardline principle of we're never giving you an edit button. This is the way it is. This is our philosophy behind this. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can res I, I don't like it, but I respect it is what I'm saying. Yeah, I can. I, I agree. But this it's it's not a good design and it's I don't know what they're doing. It's but, just I'm, bad. but I mean, when Twitter when Twitter changed to 280 characters, nobody liked it. When Twitter um, didn't they used to have, I don't even remember. That's how use I used to it. And I am now instead of the heart, when you like something, wasn't it, it was a star. just like a star? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, we hated the heart when it came out. So but I'm that, just saying that's, that most that's people minor hate, stuff. That's, yeah. that's super minor stuff. This is a whole, the way that it works and the way that it looks on the screen. It's, it's bad. It's, it's a, it's bad artistically from an artistic graphical design viewpoint it's bad the bad setup yeah but i think that if people loved it do you think that you'd see as many people coming on twitter and saying oh i love the new design i mean i think in general people tend to complain more than they tend to praise right people tend to keep positive stuff to themselves, to themselves and broadcast yeah. negative stuff that they hate to the world yes yeah okay but no it's bad okay
It's bad. Well, now I'm just going to have to log on on my desktop, I guess. Every, well, it but you won't see the difference, though. And it also could, I mean, they were, they've been kind of oh, stealth that's rolling this out for the past year or so, where, because one of my accounts um, on Twitter has like, has had this look for probably seven months now. And I stopped using it on the browser because I was like, this is garbage and I cannot figure out how to undo this. Because there was a way you could go in there and you could say, I want to roll this back and I want to get out of this beta program or whatever they're calling it for the design. And they wanted you to give feedback. And I was like, this is terrible. And so I changed it on one account. But account that I used, I log into like every, you know, month or so. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I'm not. I don't, I don't care. And so I'm just I'm just not going to use browser Twitter anymore. I'm just using my phone. They tried to make it look more like the phone. And this is my problem with design going forward as far as applications and programs what we used to call computer programs which now everybody calls apps yeah which that's another thing of this is it's this whole movement to the app where they're trying to make it look like on the on a computer web browser they're trying to make it look like the phone and it's no no everything should we should not take what people should not take from the success of the iPhone and, and the movement that it's created with apps on the iPhone, they should not take that everybody wants apps in these little smaller programs, blah, 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 on a PC. No, I bought a PC because I don't want a giant a phone with a giant screen you know, that sits on my desk that, that I can't, is not portable. I, I want a PC or I want a, you know, a Mac. I want a computer. I, don't, I want a desktop computer or a laptop computer. I don't want a larger version of my phone. So cut it out. <laughs> Cut it out. I like it. You're referencing Full House. I didn't even think you'd watch such a show. You should be locked up in jail along with What's-Her-Face for that. <laughs> Aunt Becky? Yeah. She's she's not making some good decisions. Her, whoever's advising her. I, I mean, it may turn out in her favor, but c- turning down all these plea deals and all this stuff and like oh, saying, yeah, she's no, going all being the defiant. Way. She, she's going all the way to prison is where she's yeah. going. Well, she's not in prison yet. Uh, I think that's only a matter of time. Right? She's not in prison, right? Currently, no. But Felicity Huffman, is she in prison yet? No, I think they're still adjudicating that. I don't think she's actually in prison, prison. And she ain't going to prison, prison anyway. No. Certainly not the people who did the plea deal for like a year. I think they're going to get suspended sentence and never serve a day in prison. Pay some fine and, you know, do community service and maybe do a house arrest thing. But, but, yeah. but, you know, Lori Lachlan is at this stage, unless it has some dramatic turn, she's probably going to prison, like prison, prison. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, she certainly and, and still still for her. It'll be because the rules are different for people, you know, who don't have money and aren't famous, which is sad. Mm-hmm. She, it will probably be minimum, minimum security, you know, rich people prison. Probably. You think she'll get yeah, off? Have the weekends off. Oh, have the weekends, have the weekends off. <laughs> I thought she said she was going to get off. Yeah, the weekends yeah. off. Do they weekends off at home? You mean? Yeah. Is that the way it works? It's like a job. I'm not even. I'm not even going to mention this guy's name because this guy did some horrible, awful things. The guy recently who was, um, what's his? I can't even remember his name now. But the the guy with the all the. The pl- had the plane and the the women and the you know the basically oh, the child yeah. child sex trafficking stuff yeah yeah which is horrific and he should be in the worst prison of prisons but his 
his year and a half sentence or whatever that uh, the guy who just resigned from Trump's administration gave him when mm-hmm. he was in Florida was the, you know, it came out that he was like, yeah, he was going 12 hours a day on a work release, quote unquote, and he was going to a foundation, charitable foundation that he set up like the week before he went into prison. So he was just basically going to his office and hanging out and do whatever we, he wanted 12 hours a day and basically <laughs> sleeping at the prison at night. Yeah. Which Good. is, I, oh, that dude, man. everybody involved in that who allowed that to happen and him should be put under the prison. They should never yeah. see the light of day again. Yep. That's not so, going to happen. Rule, I, was, I saw something ahead, this morning. Something happened to him, too. Yeah, he it, was put on suicide a... watch. Really? Uh-huh. I heard well, he was put uh, on suicide watch, but no, then there... I thought he got beat up in prison. Well, he got hurt in some way, and as far as, from what I know right now, they don't know exactly. They don't know if he hurt himself or if somebody beat him up. Um, but he's, I think he's on suicide watch, or at least they're giving him added extra security. Uh, somebody's coming after him, or he knows too much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, justice is the word that comes to mind. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For that kind of stuff, that guy. Uh, so we 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 determined that it's not a parent thing. Yard games at baseball games. Do you do you think it's that people have shorter attention spans nowadays that they can't actually sit through a baseball game that they paid to go to, or is Definitely. it just come down to the millennial marketer? People have shorter attention spans, but a lot of that is because of the way we are fed information now. Yes. I have a shorter attention span. I, I, it's noticeable. Oh, I do too. But I'm, I'm not sorry, going... I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> there I was, was. waiting for that. <laughs> yep, yep, me too. Yeah. Perfect. What were you Perfect. saying? <laughs> I really don't remember. Yeah. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, yeah, she's been with us for the whole show. Can we move on now, please? Hey, how's it going? We hope you're enjoying listening to the podcast. And if not, you can still send us feedback either way. We'd love to hear from you. You could even give us a review on iTunes if that's still a thing. Is iTunes still a thing? Tells you how much I'm in touch with the culture and the zeitgeist. Twitter's a thing, right? Twitter is might not be a thing for much longer with this new redesign. But for the time being, you can hit us up at SpeakTangents. Or send us an email, which email is definitely not still a thing, but it exists as a physical entity in the universe, but it's not a thing, if you know what I'm saying. But that's speaking of tangents podcast at gmail.com. You can also call us on the phone, which I can't believe that it still exists. It's 406-905-1912. Leave us some feedback and we will do something with it. Probably. Do we have any feedback this week? We do. We have some Twitter feedback. Um, the first one, two, three, it looks like, are clarifications or uh, of sorts anyway. 
Um, yeah, Claire was on last couple weeks ago, right? <laughs> she was. Okay. Uh, James Cunningham at James IV 1978 says, I'm listening to the podcast and I'm screaming Andrew Johnson, three exclamation points, not Jackson, three exclamation points. Two presidents have been impeached, Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. Both overturned by the Senate, I happen to look up later. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The House impeached, and the Senate basically said, nah. Nah, <laughs> we're good. Pretty much. Um, and so I think that was which president was impeached. And speaking of mm-hmm. Claire, I think Claire had a problem between Johnson and Jackson. She says she can't ever remember that. And apparently, I was adamant that it was Jackson. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't remember that part. I thought she said she always confuses Andrew Johnson and Andrew Jackson. That is true. Yes. I don't remember the last part of that statement happening. Uh, okay. Something about Johnson, maybe? <laughs> What's the next feedback? Pete, Car- Pete Carney then said, at PRC 6, said, both Jackson and Johnson were from Tennessee. Hashtag confusion, confusion reigns. Hmm. That I didn't know. I probably at one time knew that. I think I mentioned, I think that's why I confused them. But see, I thought one of them was from North Carolina. I don't know. Confusion absolutely reigns then because now we don't. It's still, it's still raining. Yeah. Uh, the third one, Bobby Godfrey at Bobby Godfrey says, love the quiz this week. Great quiz, Adadiah. The tree, capitalized, the tree is actually the mascot of the Stanford band and only an unofficial mascot of the school itself. Mm-hmm. I did to not which know that. The tree responded by liking that tweet. <laughs> Actually, did they it? liked they liked my response to that tweet, which was uh, I didn't know that. I probably should know. I, I said some. I responded something to Bobby. Uh huh. And sort of, kind of taking a shot at the tree, and the, the, the tree account, the official account, liked it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which made me laugh. Absolutely, uh, Michelle Miller at ER Nurse MEM. Um, the way to get the doctor to see you without an MRI is by having your injury be workers' comp. They'll put mm-hmm. any test except an X-ray off as long as humanly possible. Yes, face which is the other emoji. side of that. Yeah, which yeah. is it's, okay, that's absolutely gonna, true. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna milk as much as we can from the person who is actually injured, the victim mm-hmm. usually, yep. and we're going to put off as long as we can getting it. This when medical decisions are made based on money. The system is broken. Yeah, and that's exactly how workers' comp works. That's how it all, that's how insurance is now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and that reminds me, there are several Hall of Fame corrections this week. Oh, boy. Hang on, let me get them. God, she's got a list? Yeah. (laughs) She writes them down. She doesn't use technology. She's old-fashioned, writes them on a Post-it. I actually like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, four things. It looks like three of them are a uh, confirmation and one is a correction. Oh, she's doing confirmations now. <clears throat> okay. I'll do the correction first. That must be for you. I guess I said um, that when we went to that large health clinic that was the nameless health clinic, um, for, for this is what I said two weeks ago, for her neck pain several years ago, that they, mm-hmm. that they did not require her to get an MRI before she went in. Uh, I was wrong about that. She did need to get an MRI before she went to them. Ah. 
Yeah, usually specialists, like regular doctors, in my experience, they're like, yeah, just show up, you know, oh, your you know, nose is running a little bit. Yeah, come in, let's charge you for a, you know, a visit, visitation fee or it's not, whatever it is. The, doctor's visit. Yeah, doctor's visit fee, um, which is like 150 bucks here or more. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. For like the regular physician. And then if it's a specialist, the insurance company typically wants the, the additional test. Yeah. Yep. But they want you to pay for it. (laughs) Yeah. They want you to pay for it. And this is one of the confirmations in our small town, same organization, our small town, a specialist. They do let you come in without getting an MRI the first time. And that's what happened with her knee. She did not need an MRI the first Uh, time she went in. And that was a specialist, but it was in our small town, not the big town. Right. It's how deep are they connected in with the conglomeration? Yeah, so I was half right on that whole scenario. Um, so also half wrong. Also half wrong. Depends on how you look at things. Glass half empty or full. Yeah. Con- uh, confirmation number three. Actually, confirmation number two. She agrees with me that my back did start hurting when I was helping her after her knee surgery. Okay. And lastly, she confirms that she agrees with me that 80% of people would stop if they hit a dog while driving. I guess I said 80% would stop. You said 20%. Claire said 50-50. Yeah, and Claire is probably right. Claire is probably right. What about you, Anita? What would you say about if someone, how many, what percentage of people would stop if they were driving and they hit a dog? I'd probably go lower. I'd probably be under 50. Yep. Under 50. Somewhere between 20 and 50? Yep. Okay. It's the, it's the, how so fast disheartening. Do they do the, yeah, it is. It's how fast do they do the math in their head of, who saw this? Who's going to find out about this? Who will know about this? If I just ignore this, will anybody know? And if no, then I think the percentage goes way lower of people who will stop. Yeah, yeah, probably that's probably true. Uh, Luke Overby at Luke Overby, he retweeted Luke? a pic- <laughs> he retweeted a picture from that tweeted by Megan Fox at Glass Bottom Meg. Oh, is this the Megan Fox, the actress from like Transformers movies and stuff? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's Glass Bottom is. Meg is, is her handle. Okay. Uh, the picture is a, a, like a picture of a title that says, Know Your Burbs. Mm-hmm. And a picture, two pictures, one uh, side by side. One is a slim orange and black bird. And more, the one on the right is more of a pudgy orange and black bird. The first one is labeled Oriole, and the second one is labeled Double Stuff Oriole. Yep. And Luke says, a convergence of SOT themes in one picture. I'm a little nervous about what a most stuff Oriole looks like. Yeah. And then he gives many looks emojis. Like those, <laughs> it looks like those rats in Stranger Things. Well, you know why he gave the emojis, so I do I will know. let you continue. Uh, okay, well, the first <laughs> one looks like a teeth gnashing emoji. Mm-hmm. Second one... uh Bird, uh, uh, bird. Oh no, I skipped one. Chocolate chip cookie emoji. Third oh, one, no, bird no, 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 emoji. No. What? You don't uh-uh. think it's a chocolate chip cookie? No, it's not an Oreo. It's a. Uh, the second one is a close up under a microscope of somebody with measles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. I. Yeah. That's right. The third and, one and, is a is a bird. Is the, is Twitter got redesigned? It's a red bird instead of a blue. It's bird. It's a red bird. And the fourth mm-hmm. one is the guy looking through the microscope at the measles. Um. Those from Mr. Peanut. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. That's the, that's the monocle guy. Yeah. The next one, um, I don't know, things that make you 
go home emoji. I don't raised know. Eyebrow, raised eyebrow guy. Raised yeah. eyebrow. And next one, I guess, sweaty emoji. And the final one is crooked, smile, sick drunk. to your stomach, drunk from playing cornhole Corn. emoji. Hashtag SOT, hashtag Sea of Thieves. Next one, Sully from Boston at Rice Twist. Mm-hmm. He's retweeting NPR's tweet about um, announcing the next recipients of the Kennedy Center honors. Oh, this should be interesting. Which are Earth, Wind, and Fire, mm-hmm. Sally Field, mm-hmm. Linda Ronstadt, yep. Sesame Street, sure, and Michael Tilson Thomas. And he says, Linda Ronstadt, question mark, days after Kornheiser sings her praises, question mark, seems like mm-hmm. QE to me. Hashtag Sea of Thieves, hashtag SOT, hashtag Feedback Friend. <laughs> nice. I appreciate, I appreciate all. Yeah. I love it that he's still on the SOT. <laughs> and Sea of Thieves, which is also what Luke did. Yes. That's the way to go. Well, I mean, so, SOT is Sea of Thieves. That's really what it stands for. Exactly. We so, yeah. It off of we didn't rip it off. It just happened to coincide that we both started using that. Yeah. Uh, so Kornheiser, yeah, he talked about Linda Ronstadt and how great she was. And then like the next day she was chosen for the Kennedy Center honor. Yeah. I, I Yeah, that's. Sesame Street is an interesting choice. I was going to say this is seeing Sesame Street on this list makes me think one of these things is not like the other. Which of these <laughs> things does not belong? And that would be the last guy on the list who I have never heard of. I had not heard of him either, but I did look uh, him up. He's a composer. Conductor. Like the, I thought I was the only one. I didn't want to say anything. No. He's a, he's a he's conductor. He's a conductor. Yeah, San Francisco Orchestra, I think. Okay. Which Sorry. I'm going to say conductor's overrated. Flat out. Come at me, Garrett. Conductor's overrated. <laughs> Composers, absolutely underrated. Conductors get way too much credit to me. Uh, you way don't think much. he's written anything? Well, he might have. I don't know. But he's... If you tw- if you Google him, it says American conductor. Oh, okay. I was thinking composer. Well, he's also a pianist and composer, but oh, there conductor you go. is the first thing. It's the and look, I know I, I'm sort of you know joking here because I know conductor is usually doing so much more behind the scenes, but in in the parlance of this is what we see, the optics, which is a big word lately. He's just standing up there waving this little wand around. What's he doing? He ain't playing nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think he's get. I'm hoping. I don't know that he's getting into the Kennedy Center because of his conductor skills. Well, let's see what he has composed. Okay. That anybody has ever heard of? Nothing that I can see. Oh, in 1976, he appeared alongside Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck in a primetime special. Okay. Which it's 45 years ago. Yeah. So you're. So you think Sesame Street belongs, but you don't think Michael Tilson Thomas does? Is that what you're saying? As far as impact on the culture, a hundred percent Sesame mm-hmm. Street belongs. Are you kidding? What about Sally Field? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if only for the you like me, you really like me. You know <laughs> the Oscars. The Oscars. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows that. And she, hey, she was in. Look, she was in Smoking the Bandit movies. Yes, she was. So get out of here with any criticism of her. And <laughs> I she have was no Norma criticism Ray. of her. I love, I love Sally Field. Yeah, Sally Field seems awesome and was in some, you know, iconic movies of my, before my time, but movies that I saw as a child and loved. 
What is that, Anita? Is there? I'm some, sorry. Is there a motorcycle out there? Like, uh, are, are, you, to go for are a you ride. also? Are you also by Jim Cantori? It's a boat. I'm right next to the river, and they just uh, blamed the cool. fish on the boat, and he just took off back up river. Nice. I'm All outside. Of... I'm outside enjoying the day. Well, yeah, as well as you should be. You should be. If my internet would work outside, I'd be outside. <laughs> so what I'm saying is I can't see anything that he actually composed that I have ever heard of. Okay. He's his all his discography is all stuff that other people composed that he conducted in you know, conducted some orchestra, which look, I'm joking. It's, it's an, it's an incredibly important position because you're kind of guiding the train here. You're driving it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's important. I just think it's overrated at the expense of the people actually playing. Okay. He shouldn't get a separate bow is what I'm saying. He shouldn't okay. get a separate ovation at the end of the concert is my yeah, what personal. That? Yeah. It'd be uh, like, look, and he gets to bow. Yes. Yeah. It'd be like, I've led bands before. It'd be like if the whole band, you know, was like, yeah, we get a cheer. And then everybody else in the band goes off the stage and then they cheer for me. That's, that's ridiculous nonsense. Well, he works hard. He's up there. He's burning more calories than everybody else waving that wand around. Have you ever played an instrument in a concert before? <laughs> no. Or sang? It takes so much energy and so much. I mean, that's no. you. You don't see I'm many just fat, trying to, fat know, guitar players, guitarists, or drummers. I know, Michael I know. Tilson Thomas. And I'm be I'm giving him a hard time because <laughs> I'm just saying I think they are overrated compared to the rest. They should sure. be part of the symphony, the orchestra. If the one, because look, and oftentimes you get like you know you know first chair violin or whatever the crap they call it. I don't know anything about this stuff. Obviously, I mean Garrett can correct us if he's even listening to this. Is the the way you know that they will you know lift up one particular person like a soloist? Mm-hmm. So look, just put everybody together as the orchestra. They're all have vital important parts, and I don't think the conductor is that much more important than everybody else does to the get their own ovation. Does the conductor pick who's in it? I mean, are they are they, they usually like, run it? Yeah, they're basically the boss of it. Yeah, they're the so manager. They sort of it. like draft the team and yeah, yeah. It would be like it would be like if when you know a team won a baseball game or a team won the World Series that everybody looked at the manager and get and gave him more credit than the entire team. Yeah, and that can happen. Yeah, but that's not usually that's not always that's not regularly the case where no, because look, I'm not saying it should at, happen, but I think no. it can. And look at, at at a basketball team; it's it's very much a talent star player driven thing. Even even to some cases, people say, "Oh, the coach doesn't even matter." It yes. does, but yeah. you see what I'm saying so. But this is this is the opposite of that. This is the conductor is it seems to be elevated above the rest of the orchestra. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right about that. So I, I'm sure this guy deserves this. I have never heard of him, and that should, and you guys have never heard of him, so that no. should that no. should stand for something. Um, I did read that Sesame Street was the first TV show ever inducted, so I think we're opening up a big, you know, what's next? Yeah, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, it's it's more than a TV show though. Yeah, it. I was all when I grow when I was growing up. I watched Mister Rogers more than Sesame Street. Actually, quite a bit more than Sesame Street. So I'm on Mister Rogers' side. 
I'm not saying I dislike Sesame Street. I just like Mr. Rogers better. You missed it. Sounded, you made it sound like Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers are in a blood feud. To the death. <laughs> yes, that would be interesting. I'd pay. Well, for since that. he's already dead, Sesame Street wins. Captain Kangaroo could kick his ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so we 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 have one more we have one more feedback. Mm-hmm. Neil in Rockville at Neil in Rockville. Just thought of something for discussion on your show. Speaking Uh-oh. of tangents, in light of your professed views on the topic, when does uneaten carryout food transform into leftovers? Um, immediately when you leave the restaurant. That's that's what I think. Or I might go yep. a step further and say, or a step earlier, I guess, and say immediately when it gets put into the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately when it's off of your plate and you're no longer eating it at that table. Yes. Good, we're all in agreement. It's, it's yep. left over. Yeah, you did not finish it. It is left over. Yeah. Yeah, you have to finish it in one sitting for it to not be leftovers. I agree. Now, you could take you could take four hours to eat it. Sure, and it's not leftovers. Even right. if you like take an hour break in the middle of your, if you're still sitting there at the same meal, same table, same location, it's not leftovers. Oh, you're bringing back bad memories from my childhood when I wouldn't eat Brussels sprouts. You're gonna sit there. <laughs> Until you eat it. Yeah, I can remember those days, but mine are about casseroles. And it's the reason why I don't like casseroles. Casseroles? Yes. Oh, I know you don't like casseroles. We've been down this Uh -uh. road, but I would much rather eat. Now I like Brussels sprouts. I had some just last night. But back then, I would much rather have had casserole than Brussels sprouts. So your parents were right, is what you're saying. Yes, my parents were right. That usually is true a lot of times. So you were, you, you were force fed casserole. Yeah. To the point of the last time they did it, I threw, I went, ran to the bathroom and threw up twice while eating it and came back. And my dad said, (laughs) sit down until you finish. I threw, I literally threw up twice eating it. Oh, no wonder you don't want it any ever again. Never again. That was the last time they made me eat it though. So. Okay, so that you were right there throwing sometimes, up. Sometimes they learn. Sometimes vomit is worth it. <laughs> I can hear your dad that night to your mom. What is wrong with that kid? Yeah. <laughs> yep. They thought I was faking it, and then the second time I said, "No, come in here and look," and that was the end of it. So there you go. Yeah, sometimes vomit is worth it. I guess. Yes. Any other feedback? No, that's it. Anything going on in the wilderness, Anita, that you need to talk about? No, I'm just getting ready to get finish this. I'm going to go catch some fish. I owe KJ a box of fish since he won the uh, football. That's right. I won, I won the pickup. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go catch them today, I guess. Oh, nice. that's fabulous. Nice. This is. <laughs> and I didn't have to take off and go net one. I saw somebody had one on, but it got off. So I didn't have to run down there and net it for him. Excellent. Oh, okay. So you would, he, he caught it on a, like, is that you catch them on fishing poles or you net them all? No, we catch them on fishing poles. She's not jumping in the river with bare hands, hands and grabbing the fish. That's how I envision it, Anita. Every time you're catching the fish, <laughs> you're jumping off the boat, diving and catching the salmon in your hands. It's Actually, not, I'm is that not how you do it? We have decking along the river and I use a fly rod. Nice. And- 
Oh, nice. Catch them. Although some people, they go down to the mouth of the river, they call it bit netting. It's a personal use fishery that only Alaska residents can do. And they stand out in the water up to their chest with big, huge dip nets, they call them. And the fish swim into the net and then they take them out. Yes, I've seen pictures of that. That's what I'm envisioning. So I don't know. I don't do that. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to stick with that vision because I think that. Civilized up up river here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Once again, Anita proves she's living the best life of all of us. (laughs) Absolutely. I like to think so, but. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I know so. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. Yeah, the one time I was there, it was in January for yeah. like a week, and it um it Never was interesting. Got light. Never got light up in Prudhoe, did it? Uh, uh-uh. I was <laughs> there the for slope. two two and a half on days the on the slope, and it was yeah. dark the entire time. Our, our and like forty below. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I can't complain about Minnesota winter. <laughs> Well, I mean, you live in Minnesota, so I, I, I spend most summers, I mean, winters in Georgia where yeah. it's, you know, 80 degrees sometimes in the wintertime in December. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Anita, thank you for joining us. Yes. And now go ahead and go catch me some fish. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful <laughs> as always. And you all have a good week. Yeah, you, you too. too. Great talking Great. to you. All Bye. right. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Created by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Speaking of tangents, big day here today. I am getting a haircut today. Well, actually, as long as I'm there, I think I'll get them all cut. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas, and I love you.